Welcome to House of Hope Sermon of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message from this past Sunday. For more information about other messages or events at House of Hope, visit www.ihope.today. And we just know that the words that she's speaking out will land directly into our hearts and spirits, and we will grow and we will have a greater sense of who you are in House of Hope because of what she has given to us this morning. Amen? All right, let's give her a hand. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that was lame. That was lame. Thank you. Okay, I can do this. I can talk and wave my hands and sit down. I'm sitting down, you guys, because back in November, I shared about my hands burning and bur- my hands and feet burning. Well, um, Paulette, yeah, we're walking in the same. So the thing is that we don't deny the facts, but you know what? We just apply the truth to it. And so for months now, I've been applying the truth that I am healed by the blood of Jesus. And I will keep saying that, and I won't stop, and I don't care how my body feels. Um, there's a balance that God's been bringing in my life of... Um, treating my body better than I have uh, because sometimes we can get so spiritual in the things that we're doing. And I, I, before um, we had our last conference, I was slipping back into that thing of I'm, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired, so body move. And I've gone through a periods of time with that where I've had to, Larry, either sit on me or, you know, other people that are close to me tell me to just go sit down. And so I know that God is doing amazing work in all of us. He's, it's line upon line that he's teaching us these things because we are told in the word of God in Revelations 12, 11, that we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so this morning, I just, I want to talk to you about our testimony because each one of us have a story and each one of us have a testimony. And the thing about it is that it is being constantly um, added to, added to. And then there's like this onion skin thing. You think you just learned that, and but no, you haven't. That God has taken you into a deeper, in a deeper area of that. Um, this morning up in the prayer room, would you feel free to just share what you saw up there? Yeah, you. Uh, it, would you feel free to share? I can share it, but I mean, oh, okay. I tend to put people in the spot. It was the word the Lord gave her. But anyway, she saw, she said, I've never seen this before. She saw manna falling down in our midst. And so I just say, like, God has something fresh for us today. It's like, you know, so often we say, oh, I know that. You know, when we hear someone speak, oh, I know that. And, but I just really believe that God is taking us in layers and layers and layers. And he, he's so awesome. This morning I had such a, a sense of his delight over us. Like he's just really delighted. One thing is, um, again, as an exhorter, I've, you know, when we have conferences, sometimes um, it's like he's coming down from heaven and everybody's excited about what we're learning. And then, you know, two, three weeks pass, four weeks pass, and, and people forget. It's, and then when the thing about it is with um, the De Silva's being here, it just thrilled my heart this morning that Jeff would literally put us into a practical because exhorters are practical. I, I don't like doing it unless it, I can see it and feel it. 
And so what we did this morning was pretty powerful. And so, and it, the only way we can learn things is by practicing and helping one another. And this rejection thing is a pretty big thing in the body of Christ right now. It's not just in our church. It's, it's all over. And so that testing, that's a testing of our faith. You know, in First Peter, it talks about um, the testing of our faith that we go through. And you say, well, why do we have to do that? There's, a, again, a process that God is doing. And do you believe it? Like, do you believe what God's saying? Um, when we had our um, declaration this morning, and Jeff said, let's say it like it's the first time. And my spirit inside said, why don't you say it like you believe it? <laughs> and so if we can get that thing again, and I know I've said this over and over again, this is my life message. I want to be a believing believer. And I want to base everything on the Word of God. So this morning when um, I was tossing around, Lord, what do you want me to share? I felt him say to me so strongly that um, we need to learn practically how to have stones of remembrance like they did in the scriptures. And does, who, who knows where that scripture is um, about God literally told them to stack a pile of stones. Anybody know where it is? At the Jordan, that's right, in Joshua. So I want to turn to there just really quickly this morning. Um, you know, we, we talk about the Old Covenant and the New Covenant, and in Corinthians it says that the Old Testament has been written for our instruction. And so we may not do, you know, all the ritualistic things that they do, but there's type and shadow and a lot of um, wisdom in learning from what they did, and so we don't have to do it. And so in Joshua chapter, let me see, where is it? Joshua chapter 4. And this is, this is where, um, and I believe that, again, it's for our instruction so that we can do it, not just so we can read it and say that's just really cool, that they did that. Okay, where's Joshua? Okay, Joshua chapter 4, and I'm going to just read from 1 to 7. And I want you to think this morning about, like, put yourself in this position. They're going over into the promised land, and they have to cross this river. Now, I understand that river was deep and that river was wide. And I know that we have those same things in our own life. Well, God's calling us to go somewhere. And you know, oh, that's amazing that all the promises are over there. All the, the promised land is on the other side of that river. But then you look at the river. It's like, really? How am I going to get across there? And when they were instructed, they had to move. Like, they couldn't just sit on the side of the river and go, oh, I wish we could get across. Oh, I wish we could, you know. And we do that in our own lives so often. God gives us a promise, and then we sit looking at the promise across the water, wondering how we're going to get it. And God wants us to be mindful of everything he's promised us all the time. And that's where, let's just read this. It says, when all the nation had fully passed over the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, take 12 men from among the people, one man out of every tribe, and command them, take 12 stones out of the midst of the Jordan from the place where the priest's feet stood firm. Carry them over with you and leave them at the place where you lodge tonight. Then Joshua called the 12 men of the Israelites, which he had appointed, a man from each tribe. And Joshua said to them, pass over before the ark of the Lord your God in the midst of the Jordan and take up every man of you a stone on his shoulder. It must have been a big stone if they had to carry it on the shoulder as the number of the tribes of the, of the Israelites, that this may be a sign among you. When your children ask in time to come, 
what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord when it passed over the Jordan. The waters of Jordan were cut off. So these stones should be to the Israelites a memorial forever. Now, when that became a a living word to me, I started to consciously in my mind pile stones where God did something in my life. And, um, and so I, I'm just going to, oh, before I do that, at, I pondered, I had this word a few weeks ago, and I was pondering it. And um, when I told the Lord last night, I want confirmation. Well, I woke up this morning, turned on my phone at 6 o'clock, and this is what popped up. This is from a very prophetic lady. And Linda Webb. I should get you to come up here and read it. No, okay. I guess I'm flying alone today. Anyway, this is what the Lord spoke through Linda. And Linda has a unique way of um, speaking the word of the Lord in just thoughts. Like a blog. I've told her she needs to constantly blog. So this is what she said. My ability and yours to connect with what God is doing in the midst of difficult circumstances depends on our ability to remember what he's done for us, who he is our past experiences with him. When I'm facing a situation that seems more than beyond my understanding, I need to take a deep breath, step back, and take some time to recount and recall my history with the Lord over the past months or even a few years. When I do that, I, just a minute, when I do that, I will always and have always found a scripture, a prophetic word, an encouragement that someone may have given a card or a note an answer to prayer, a testimony, something that is key to overcoming my present situation. That is when my heart skips a beat, and I am, re- I am reminded once again, whoops, I know it jumps back and forth. Yeah, when I'm facing a situation that seems more than enough beyond my understanding, I need to take a deep breath, step back, take some time to recount and recall my history. Hmm. That is when my heart skips a beat, and I am reminded once again of his absolute faithfulness and unfailing love for me. It's when I'm reminded that no matter how things may feel or appear, I am a woman of destiny and purpose, and that I am prepared for this season that I am walking in. Most importantly, all heaven is waiting. Every time I go to the slide up, it stops on me. Most importantly, all heaven is waiting to back me up as I choose to take one step at a time with eyes and hearts focused on the one who walks with me. Remember, it's a choice. Take a deep breath. Recall your history with him. Remember his faithfulness. Lift up your eyes and heart. Take one step. Thank you, Jesus. Thus saith the Lord. It it was just such a confirmation to me of of what's on God's heart. So I'm going to give you just a few little examples of how to do this. And you you all know I journal, and I encourage you to journal. I get poo-pooed a lot about my journaling. But I'm telling you, and I'm in a tough spot. I've got it all labeled, and I can go back a multitude of years. 
and find out what God has done. Because you know what? I do forget. I really, really do. And so um, another prophetic word that popped up, and I, I, I just really feel to speak some of these words out over you this morning. Uh, they came up so fast and furious before me this morning. I thought, God, you're really saying something to the body of Christ right now about faith, about faith. You know, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And so we must come to him, and he rewards those who diligently, this is in Hebrews 11, those who diligently seek him. And so the Lord is, um, like, we need a fresh word. We need fresh manna every single day. And we need to then even look back. We have the fresh word, and then we look back and we see even confirmation. God is so good. He loves us so much. He'll say the same thing over and over again to us. Um, I've noticed that, again, that that's why this is my, my testimony is that God works all things out for my good. And so no matter what it is I go through, and a lot of people have, you know, looked at me and, and you know, like, why do you think it is that you're not getting healed? Like, and my answer to that is miracles are instant, and healing is a process. And so we need to know that every person, and I want to pray for me, please pray for me. I welcome prayer because every time the body of Christ lays their hands on you, something happens, even an acceleration of that healing. And so we need one another for that. So the season that we're in right now is a season of change. I don't know if I was going to bring it. I forgot. Um, Lynn had painted a picture of winds of change. And it's been blowing. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it's been blowing really ridiculously. (laughs) You know, to the point when you get your hair all done up for a ball and you walk outside and it goes, whoosh. I was needing Jill about that time. But anyway, it's, it, it, the Lord always reminds me about the wind because the scriptures, there's a lot about the wind in there. It's, um, he, he references the wind as, as angels. And so I try to get over my irritation about my messed up hair and realize that there's something happening that I don't see. And God is ushering in literally a change in the spirit realm and sometimes we don't understand it, but in the natural, there'll be things that happen. So there's a change of season here now, as the old has gone and the new has come. Some of you have been waiting for God to move. And he says, you move and watch what I can do with your movement. You move and watch what I can do with your dreams. You move and watch what I can do with your family. Faith pleases God. I believe, when I read this this morning, I believe there's people, and just if you take it, if it's for you, that God is calling you to, uh, to fast. Anybody? Is there, has God been speaking to anybody about fasting? Okay. Oh, okay. Okay, that's good. I, I felt the Holy Spirit say that. And, and, you know, fasting isn't, fasting just isn't food. It's like going without something that is keeping us from getting closer to God. And fasting in the natural realm without food. You know, if you don't um, purpose to take that time when you're fasting to study the word or pray or do something spiritual, all you're doing is going on a diet. <laughs> and so that's really important. And, and if you want to know about, about what's the fast that God chooses, Isaiah 58. Read Isaiah 58. It tells you what the fast is that he chooses. And uh, we did some of that this morning, the fast that he chooses in Isaiah 58 when we were praying for one another and when we were encouraging one another. It says the things that give you life, and that's Isaiah 50, the things that give you life, pour it out for the people around you. 
and your healing will spring forth speedily. So you'll find that in there, Isaiah 58. Um, and so that always has blessed me because when I'm feeling the worst in my physical body, I know that's when God wants me to go and find someone else to just pour out on because we can get so focused. When you're in pain, and Paulette talked about that, I've you know, experienced that a lot in my life. And, um, and for the last little while, have, the only thing the doctors could do before I see the neurologist was put me on strong muscle relaxants. And, oh, my word. Oh, yeah, she, yeah you feel kind of silly, don't you? And so I haven't been taking them as he's prescribed them. And uh, just because I just, I don't want to be silly, right? <laughs> I want to be able to walk straight and I want to drive my car. And so then you suffer with the pain if you don't, that muscle doesn't relax. And so, yeah, looking, looking for those people around you because there's always somebody that's going through something and that we can pour our life out for. Okay, get back to remembering. Um, I've actually done this in my life. Where I, I, wherever something has happened, I've, I've gone and piled, picked up stones where that actually happened. I have a, a history, and when Donna was here and mentioned about um, having assignments against you, um, it was like this light bulb moment came. It's like I've had more car accidents and more things happen to my physical body by just doing life like it's just crazy and it's like whoa what did you say you know and so anyway one of the things was a year ago and I know I shared this with you going down this hill and the Lord reminded me this past week the roads are dry and at the, right before you get to the tracks here you know before 7-eleven when you're coming down from the church you guys take notice at the slant of that hill well, that was covered with ice a year ago, and I was going in a hurry to get across the tracks, and this train all of a sudden comes across the tracks, and I slammed on my brakes. Now I am in full blown towards the track, and I knew that it was game over. I knew it. It was, that, you know, when you're slipping on the ice, and I'm telling you without a word of a lie, I felt something stop my car right in front of that train. Like, the train, I was so close to the track, you know, that garbage there right on the sides of the track was right in my face. And I'm going, i got to back up. Oh, God, help me. And she said, just be still. And I didn't, I didn't move. I didn't change gears. Or, I mean, all these things were going through in my mind. You need to jump out. <laughs> you just need to jump out because the front of your car is going to hit the train. And, and it didn't move. Like, it did not move. And when it was finished, and you know, that was before, a year ago. I think they were still doing long, long trains. It seemed like for eternity. And all I could do was just say, Jesus, thank you. Jesus, thank you. And I just kept looking right at, at all the graffiti going by my eyes because I was what, making sure it wasn't going to get any closer, right? And there was an angel there. The Lord showed me a great big angel put his hand out, and he said, no, no. And so in that place, the Lord said, you know, every time you go by there, I want you to rejoice, like, so out loud, so that every demon in hell is going to hear. And so, you know, I, I just thought, here's the thing. We, when we remember what God has done for us, now that was a whole year ago, it's so easy to forget. I had an angel stop my car, or I would have been toast on the side of the train. I'm telling you. 
it was that way. So check it out down there. There's a pile of stones down there. It's got my name on it. Big pile of stones. Um, I have this thing with accidents and with cars. I mean, that was one that was the most recent. But um, a few years back at the corner of 7th Avenue and 2nd Street, that was before they actually put stop sign, stop signs there. There was, um, do, you, do you know how they do in Cranbrook? The accidents after accidents, and then they decide they're going to put a stop sign on both sides just to keep everybody safe, right? Well, there are people, like my husband, um, years later, he drives through. He goes, oh, there never used to be a stop sign there. Oh, and more than him, Larry, I go, there's a stop sign. Oh, there never used to be one. Well, here I am sitting at 7th Avenue at this new stop sign, 7th Avenue and 2nd Street. Remember where we used to have church? Right there on the corner. Minding my own business, waiting for the traffic, and there's a stop sign on the other side where the church is on the corner there, right? Well, this guy came down 7th Avenue, and somebody who forgot that that stop sign was there came into him. So what we had was a, a situation where a car was hitting the car, and I'm sitting there, and I saw the car that was being hit come right at me. It was like, whoosh, it's like slow motion. And I got just whacked off, right up the side of where I was sitting. And it was crazy because I've had head-on collisions in the past. I've, I've been driving down ravines at Hope, at the Hope Pass, and I've found my car sliding over the abyss. I mean, I've had all those things happen. And, you know, fear gets into your heart when you've experienced this a few times. I've had, I have had sozos for them, literally. Because sometimes when, uh, you know, you're driving, when Larry's driving, I'm, you know, I guess it's kind of hard to drive when someone's going, <laughs> and I've, I've tried to tone it down without yelling too loud, but like I say, I've had sozo, that's ongoing. Um, anyway, that accident did not do anything but smash my car really bad. Like the whole side of my car was smashed and I was perfectly fine inside there. I never thought about angels at that time in particular, but I, I keep my guardian angels busy, obviously. So anyway, so on the corner of 2nd Street and 7th Avenue, there's a pile of stones there too. And so when I'm racing up 7th Avenue to get somewhere, and the Holy Spirit says, it's time to rejoice. <laughs> You're at the corner, you know? And, and that happened to me that last week, same thing, time to rejoice. And so God just loves to hear our thanksgiving. He loves to hear. Um, yeah, just that we acknowledge his presence with us. So Israel's big mistake in Psalm 106, 21 to 24, and I'm not going to read all that, but if you're taking notes or anything, Psalm 106, 21 to 24, that was Israel's big mistake that God told us to remember and not do. He did miracles for them, in fact, providing manna to eat. That was just one very little one. Um, and you know the stories. They were provi- they, their clothes didn't wear out, for goodness sake. But the minute they got in trouble, what did they do? They complained, they murmured, and they screamed for help. And we are no different. And, the, and that's the one thing that we need to remember, that just by remembering, stack the stones up, remember that God did this here. Now, who gave testimonies today? We had several testimonies. Um, oh, yeah, you, you got a lot of stones to stack, girl. And, and I really believe that this thing with favor with you, 
like God is, um, you are a trophy of his grace because I know how you've labored in that place. And, you know, we as intercessors even have prayed often for you in that place that you would, you would shine. And uh, so you're shining and God is blessing you for the good of the community. In fact, I talked to somebody last night that has been the recipient of your care down there. And uh, we don't know. We do not know. Sometimes we think it's just a job. And I know you don't think that more and more um, as Nancy works with women that are abused. And, you know, it is such a needful ministry. And, and God wants to provide money and more money in bigger places. I believe that. Okay. So we need to How many people, have, how many of you guys have uh, prophetic words that have been spoken over you? Okay. Um, when was the last time you actually read any of them? Last night? Oh, last week. That's great. Wow, guys. This is my admonition today. The last prophetic word that you got, I want you to dig it out. Okay, the last prophetic word. Now, you know, prophecy just floats everywhere. I mean, we had, there was prophecy happening here all morning as we, you know, gave encouragement to people. And so if that's, if someone spoke to you this morning by one of the members of the body, I just write it down. Okay, you need to write it down. Don't forget about it because you're going to need it for a time to come. Yeah. So did you hear that Nancy said her, her daughter literally prophesied over her and said, all your hard work is going to pay off. I, and I know with Nancy, like a lot of times when you get it, that, the job she has, and Erin Pan, Erin's not here this morning, but Erin works in the community in that same sphere with the government, helping, helping the poor. And um, sometimes it seems like a thankless job. And I think that the Lord, I think he's doing that more and more. He's teaching us that wherever he's planted us, we are in a ministry, and he's there to help us over and over and over again. And I, and I know for Erin, you know, she, uh, she told me, she says, the things that I face every day, she faces death threats, uh, on and on. I mean, it's a, it's a hard place out there for people that, you know, are, um, don't have money, and, and you're the problem, right? The problem behind the desk. It's like they're asking for help, and she can't help everybody. And so she literally has, on a regular basis, death threats. And then it's like, what do you believe? Do you believe, do they mean it? And when I go out to my car after I've worked several hours overtime, what's going to happen? All that stuff. So pray for Erin when you think of Erin. Um, she texts me a lot. You know, just, I told her, I said, just fire me a text. And then just pray. Pray in the spirit. We don't even have to know all the circumstances, but praying in the spirit, that's another thing that ramp it up, people. I'm telling you, ramp it up. Sing in the spirit. Pray in the Spirit. Just be in the Spirit. <laughs> and um, there's again, there's so much happening in the heavenly realm right now. And um, we need to keep up with that. We need to keep attuned to what it is God's speaking. Because even as that word that I read about change, and this thing about moving, move, like moving out, it's like God's, our faith is being tested and we're going to get chances to actually exercise 
was that God? Because that's exactly what happened to Eve in the garden. That's where it started. And it was, did God really say? Maybe we should test this out. Did God really say? And if we don't do something or act upon what God said, like, the, like Jeff and Deanne now looking for a car, well, if they just sat and didn't do anything, they have to start looking, right? Knocking on doors, checking Kijiji, asking the Lord for wisdom, direction. Every, all of us in every area of our life, we have literally an opportunity for, to exercise faith in a brand new way. So, uh, just one, <clears throat> one word um, about the banners. Jeff mentioned the banners. Uh, I wanted to, how many of you were at the conference at the night that uh, Donna, actually she ran up to me and said to me, get a dancer up here. And she said, get an intercessor there and get an intercessor there. I mean, and I'm going, oh, oh okay. Um, how many of you were here that night? In case you're wondering what was going on. <laughs> you weren't wondering, how many were wondering what was going on? Yeah, there were some people. <laughs> Thanks, Roger. Um, there was something major going on in the spirit. And it's like every time we have speakers come from Bethel, you know, like I am in a learning mode. Like I am going to learn everything I can from these people. And I talked to Donna after, and she said, there are some things that can only be broken in the spirit by a dancer. Who knew? Who knew? And the thing about it is I know, and there's many people that... Um, God's talking to about that, about dancing. Well, what does that look like, you know? Um, and actually what I did was I went and grabbed a girl. Who, I mean, she used to come to our church, and she was at the conference, and she does it regularly at home. She dances. That's how she intercedes. She dances. And so she came up, and she goes, I don't know what to do. <laughs> but there's a step of faith that God calls us to. Boom. Does it look silly? Yeah, to some but there's something happening in the spirit realm. And so with the banners, and I, with this I'm going to close because I, I felt this morning that the Lord wanted to impart to us, for those of you that don't know, the banners literally are a prophetic symbol of God's character. And on the ends of them on the chart, you see each one of them that are on there, they've all been painted by prophetic people that God has spoken to really clearly and shown them a picture of how to depict some, some character of God. And so when, again, changing the atmosphere, I want to encourage you guys, like, if how many of you have this little urge every once in a while, I should, I should just be one of those banners. How many? Come on, guys, be honest. Oh, one, two, three, four. Oh, my word. Okay. So here's the thing, again, a word of admonition. You need to step out by faith, and you need to grab one of those banners and get out there because something that's part of changing the atmosphere. That's part of shifting the atmosphere because what happens when we raise a banner that in, um, oh, where is it? in Exodus 17, people, whoa, I, people go like, oh, what are those, what are those stupid things? Oh, so distracting. And I'm going, you know what? Let's go back. To the Old Testament. Did you know it's actually in the Bible? Hello. 
And when we realize that that was a weapon they used in the Bible, it was a weapon. When the children of Israel, when the enemy saw them coming, they went, oh, my goodness, those are the children of Israel. We don't want nothing to do with them. Let's get out of here. And they were singing while they carried their banners, tribe of Judah, tribe of Levi, all the tribes. They were announcing who they were. And when we announce who God is to this heavenly realm, I mean, spirits of rejection and every other spirit goes, oh, those people really know, oh, that's their God. And so it, well, all that is, all a banner is an extension of my arm. Because as a, as a mover, and some of us are movers and some of us are quieter, but those people who when you're sensing you need to move, you need to move. Like, you need to move. That's God is calling you to get out and move, and something's going to change in the atmosphere. So, I mean, all these things are so, you know, I just, we're going to teach on them. We keep saying that. There never seems to be the time to do it. But I just want to tell you right now, today, right now, I want those people that put their hands up, said that they wanted to uh, use a banner. I want you to go pick one out, okay? Come on, guys. And those that didn't put your hand up and want to go pick one up. Yep. We're going to put some faith to our our movement. If what did I say? No, if you if you have never felt, you don't have to. I mean, only the people that feel at some time God said you need to wave a banner, and you were scared, of course, because everybody's scared. Oh, what are they gonna think of me? All those things. Those are all the little foxes that cling to us when God is actually moving. Little foxes of fear of man, you know, all those things. Okay, we're going to move. We're going to move all this stuff. And we're going to have a fire tunnel. A banner tunnel full of fire. Okay, so what I want to do, I, I want you guys to come up here. I want you to, we're going to have room. What I want you to do is pick a partner and stand stand on the, like, pick a partner and stand face-to-face. Pick a partner and stand face-to-face. Okay, that's good. Get a partner and stand. There you go. There you go. No. Um, have you got beautiful surrender? Catch the wind? Um You want to step back, Earhart, just a little bit. We, we, people are going to walk past you. Okay, I, I don't know if you can actually put them up to make to make a canopy, because we're going to hit these things. They're going to whack us in the face when we go through here. And I honestly believe um, everything that these specifically. Okay, the line of Judah, the line of tribe of Judah is praise. You're going to get. You're going to have a desire and a hunger to praise more. This is uh, a fresh oil. This is fresh oil. When that hits you, uh, that was something that was actually prayed over me this morning, that God had fresh oil. This is the river. God is a river. This is fire of God. This is going to set you aflame to burn and glow. And there's a healing banner. If you need healing, just like that. And here's wisdom. No, this is a creativity. Creativity. You need more of that. So just put that down so it, <laughs> it can actually flop in their face. Uh, then we have breakthrough. Oh, what has she got here? 
we'll look at breakthrough. Um, this is revival. This is, uh, yep, breakthrough. And this is, um, this is the world. You could get hit with that and go be a missionary. Okay, and this is a line of Judah as well. One lion strikes and the other one goes up. Okay, let's play that really loud. And okay, guys, we're going to get up and we're going to receive what the Holy Spirit has for us through a prophetic act. Go around by the eagle on the wall. I'm gonna catch the wind. I'm gonna catch the wind. I am born, no fear inside. Spread my wings, open my life. Like an eagle whose home is the sky. I'm gonna catch the wind. I'm gonna catch the wind. Stand. 
Hazel just told me that uh, there was, she's seeing bolts of lightning and electricity flying through the air in this place. And uh, we say amen to that. Yeah, we just say, Lord, we just thank you this morning that uh, you delight in us. You delight in us. Uh, unless we become like children, we're never going to enter the kingdom. <laughs> yeah, and so, Father, we just pray today that, uh, yeah, whatever word was life would go deep into our hearts. And, Lord, that we would just be enamored with you and filled with such a desire to know you more. Yeah, we just say more, Lord. Yeah, we just want to be used of you. We want to be your vessels poured out. And so I just speak a blessing over each one of you for change in your life. Starting today in an accelerated way, begin to look for those answers to prayer that you've prayed for a long, long time. Because it's time for new growth. It's time for those little seeds to poke their little heads out of the ground and, and bear fruit. And so I just bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you, Father. Thanks for listening to our Sermon of the Week. Our desire is that you will be changed by the love of the Father and the power of his presence. For more information about House of Hope, visit us at www.ihope.today.